For thee, come on here. Lord, I want to live for thee. Oh, red day.
Just enjoying this. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this. This is good medicine for all of our souls. From the book of First Corinthians, the book of First Corinthians, <clears throat> chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter 15, <clears throat> we're going to begin our reading with verse 8. These are the words you find there. And last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. <clears throat> For I am the least 
of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> That's it right there. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I, I want just for a few minutes to talk from this topic. It's all about grace. It's all <clears throat> about grace. But for the grace of God, I am what I am. Let me share something with you that you may not know. You've been working for the Lord a while. You've been working in the church and around the church. You've been doing your duties. Let me just share something you may not know. There are some folk who watch you and they wonder how you got to where you are. They wonder why you and not them. They wonder what you have that they don't have. They wonder what kind of connections you have. In other words, they wonder who hooked you up. And the truth is, my brothers and sisters, although they are wondering about you, they are watching you, they want to know, what they really don't know about you is that you wonder too. Y'all ain't hearing me. What they don't understand is that you are just like them. You wonder yourself how you got there. You wonder yourself what about me has caused God to put me where I am. Why doors have opened. You wonder yourself. But I come to answer that for you this morning. And the answer is very, very simple. Nothing but the grace of God. Now, if you ain't shouting already, you probably ain't going to shout today. Nothing but the grace of God. And every child of God needs to be aware of this one fact, that no matter how great you are, no matter how good folk think you are, no matter what offices or positions or places of high, or high places that you hold, no matter how gifted you are or how impressed people are with your great name, you need to understand one thing. You are who you are by the grace of God. If you've ever achieved Anything of value that would cause other people to stand up and cheer, you need to learn how to say right quick, to God be the glory. Are y'all hearing me? Because the truth is, brothers and sisters, if you have accomplished anything at all 
with any degree of success, it is all by the grace of God. That is clearly the message that Paul is delivering here. And that's the one that all of us need to hear from Paul today. He's clearly saying to all of us, don't ever forget. Don't ever get beyond knowing that all that you are and ever will be is somehow tied up into the grace of God. Paul is saying to each of us, there's no need to get beside yourself because if you have achieved anything at all in this life with any degree of success, it is all by the grace of God. Come to the text. You will find the Apostle Paul writing a letter to the church at Corinth. And this is a church that he has established on his second missionary journey, but now he has moved on and he has gone on to Ephesus. He's on his third missionary journey now, but while he's on this end trying to get work done in Ephesus, he gets word or he gets a disturbing yeah, news that they're having problems back at the church at Corinth. Are y'all following me? He's over here trying to do a new work and he's getting the news that now they're having problems over in the place where I just left. Listen to chapter 1, verse 11. He says, it, it has been declared to me that there are contentions among you. <laughs> Let me break that down. It's been declared to me that there's a mess in the church. <laughs> That's it. It has been declared to me that there are contentions among you read through chapter one and through chapter six and you will see that this church had a whole heap of stuff going on you find out that this church was in trouble had a lot of different stuff going on but out of all of the mess that they had going on there were just two major issues one major issue they had a lot of other stuff but one major issue is they had a problem with Paul. <laughs> had a problem now. After he left <laughs> and, and, and was no longer there to defend himself, then little gossip got out. They had a little problem with Paul. They, they questioned Paul's validity, who he think he is. They questioned his credentials. How? Can he call himself an apostle? What they're saying is, why, why are y'all listening to him anyway? Don't y'all remember what he used to be? Y'all remember how he used to do? Don't you remember that he used to be one who tried to destroy the church? But not only that, not only that, in the midst of all of the rest of the craziness they had going on, they had questions about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were actually questioning, do y'all really believe that? Y'all really believe somebody died and got up from the grave? Now, this is after Paul was gone. 
But now they're questioning whether or not the, 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 the resurrection really happened. And brothers and sisters, yeah, yeah, my mama used to have this term. She had this term she used all the time. That's just like the devil. <laughs> That's just like the devil. In the midst of all this craziness, to throw in the most important doctrine of the church, all the rest of this little mess they had going on, they're arguing about folk taking each other to court. They're arguing about all who ought to take the Lord's Supper. They're arguing about all that. But in the middle of all of that, they throw in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the most important doctrine of the church. How does the resurrection of Jesus Christ come up for debate? Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I, I'm convinced that there are some problems, some divisions, some debates that we're going to be having in the church even when Jesus gets back. There are some things folks still going to be arguing about. I, but be clear, my brothers and sisters, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not up for debate. Write that down. <laughs> argue about anything else, disagree about anything else, but if the church is going to be the church, we got to be clear on the fact that he died. Y'all ain't hearing this. Got to be clear on the fact that he died, that he laid in a grave, but early Sunday morning, that is not up for debate. Are y'all hearing me? We can debate on speaking in tongues, we can fall out over whether women can do this in the church or do that in the church. We can split over the doctrine of the Holy Ghost, but all of us better be together on this one thing. He died. Y'all hear me? He got up and he lives right now. Are y'all hearing this? But if you're in church, you are the church of the living God. We've got to be together on the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here Paul takes great pains on this issue right here. He wants to make sure he doesn't spend a whole lot of time on that other little mess they had. But he spends his time making sure that they're clear about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He addresses to them, he addresses what is important. He goes straight, listen, listen to him, right, right, right out of the book. Paul says, look at verse 13. He says, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Is that in your book? In verse 14, he says, and if he did not rise from the dead, look at verse 14, he says, our preaching is in vain. Might well shut up. Ain't nothing to preach about. If he did not get up from the dead, look at verse 15. If Christ is not risen from the dead, we are all false witnesses. Everybody up in here talking about Jesus and talking about what Jesus did. All of us are false witnesses and our testimony is false if he didn't get up from the dead. If there is no resurrection, look at verse 16. If there's no resurrection, Christ did not get up from the dead. If he didn't get up, 
we are all still in our sins. It's right there in the book. If he didn't get up, all of us with our lying selves are still in our sins. Verse 18, if he didn't get up, here's a sad thing right here. If he did not get up, those who have already died are perished. Ain't no hope for them. They just gone. Are y'all hearing me? Verse 19, 19, he says, if he did not get up, this life that we have, and it, yeah, it, it is all we got, and we are all some miserable creatures. If he didn't get up. If, if he didn't get up, this life we're living right now is as good as it gets. If he didn't get up, yeah, Trump and that crowd, this is good as it, are y'all hearing me? If he didn't get up, this is all, we ain't got nothing to shout about. If it doesn't get any better than this. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of the Christian faith. <clears throat> Remove the foundation and the whole thing will fall apart. That's why Hebrews 10.23 tells us to hold fast to our profession of faith. And then Paul says, I've got some evidences. Let me, let me prove it to you. So I got some evidences. He said, my first evidence, and keep reading, my first evidence is that the story has not changed. When I came through here, when I came through Corinth, the first time I was preaching Christ, and him crucified. I left there. I've traveled all over the region. Now I'm in Ephesus, and guess what I'm doing? I'm telling the same old story. The story has not changed. I didn't get any new revelation along the way. I've been preaching, listen to this, I've been preaching the full gospel ever since the beginning. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I, didn't have no, I didn't have to go and join in a full gospel group. I've been preaching the full gospel ever since I started. Y'all hearing this? And the world is being changed one life at a time because of this story I'm telling. This world is being turned upside down because of this story I'm telling. And that story has not changed. And the good news, my brothers and sisters, the good news this morning is the story still ain't changed. Anybody want to hear some good news? That story still has not changed. You and I, if we are doing it just right, we are still telling that same old story. Are y'all hearing me? If, if, if we're doing this thing right, we cannot get away from talking about Jesus and his love. Paul goes on to say, not only has the story not changed, keep, keep following the word there. He says, I got some eyewitnesses. I got some eyewitnesses for chapter five. He says, after he was resurrected, after he got it from the grave, he was seen by Peter 
and the remaining disciple, they saw him. He's pressing his point now. After he got up, Peter saw him. The remaining disciples saw him. Not only that, verse 6 he says, he was seen by above 500 folk after the resurrection. After he got it from the grave. 500 folk, over 500 folks saw him. Understand that at the time of this writing, there were still some people who were alive, who were alive, who saw Jesus walking around after the resurrection with their own eyes. And because they saw him walking around after they know he had been in the grave, after they know he had been crucified, they could not stop talking about it. And we sit here and we take that lightly. We see that and we act like, well, that's what the Bible says. But let me tell you something. If you met somebody walking down the street that you saw them buried last Friday, <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. You walk out of here and meet up with somebody that you saw buried last Friday, guess what? You can't stop talking about it. You be talking about you. Matter of fact, you be up here trying to take my place. <laughs> trying to tell y'all hearing me. And I understand, I understand because it's been over 2,000 years and I, I, I wasn't even there and I still can't stop talking about it. Y'all hear me? All this time, I, over the years, I've come to know, I've come to be known and everybody in Salem Church all around North Georgia, you know, I, I have come to be known as the preacher that's always going to go to the cross. Wherever I go, I don't care where I am, country, city, everywhere, they say, before he sits down. <laughs> and I ain't ashamed of this. I'm proud of this. Before he sits down, he's going to tell you that he died. He's going to tell you that they laid him in a borrowed tomb, but he's going to tell you that early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. And I can only imagine if I had been there, I'm just crazy about it now. <laughs> I can only imagine if I had been there and witnessed that thing firsthand. James, yeah, verse 7 says that then, then he's making, he's pressing his point. He said, and then James saw him. James saw him, and then all the apostles, they saw him. They were there with him. They saw him as he stepped on a cloud. And the cloud received him. He's making his point now. The cloud received him out of their sight. But then, here's where it gets good. Paul, he's talked about who else saw him and how many other folks saw him. But then he comes to his own testimony. Verse 8, he said, last of all, I saw him. <laughs> last of all, he was seen by me. And my brothers and my sisters, this thing really don't get real until you see him for yourself. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, 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 you can hear other folk talk about him. You see other folk shout about it, but it really doesn't come real to you until you see him for yourself. 
That's that what keeps us going. That's what keeps us going. You want to know how you keep going when the weight of the world is on your chest? That's what keeps you going. The yeah. reason why you haven't quit a long time ago is because you saw him for yourself. Are y'all hearing me? So somewhere along the way, you saw him for yourself, and now he is real to you. That's why we join in and sing together, Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me victory. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. Yeah, you, you saw him for yourself. So Paul now, he has addressed their issues. He's straightened them out on their issues. He's addressed all these different issues and all of these different problems, and he's almost ready to, cl to close it out. But before he mows on, he says, there's one more issue that I need to, to, to deal with. That is the issue of my authenticity. <laughs> the question of whether or not he is really who he says he is. I done dealt with all this other stuff. Let me deal with this. I need to deal with yeah, this question of whether I am really an apostle. Did he really have the authority to be preaching to other folk and to be telling them about Jesus in the first place? And Paul begins to answer this thing. He begins to unfold it, and he refers to himself. Look at it. He refers to himself as the least of the apostles. You see, Paul realized that his story was a little different than the rest of the apostles. See, the word apostle means one who is sent. And in the case of the 12 apostles, it means one who is sent by Jesus himself. Are y'all hearing this? Be clear now, be clear. Many have been sent since then. Many have been sent and licensed and ordained and sent by somebody to do the work of the apostle, but only 12 have the distinction of being sent by Jesus himself. Are y'all hearing me? A whole lot of folk have been ordained and they are legitimate who have been ordained to do the work of an apostle, but only 12 were sent by Jesus himself. And Paul is talking about those 12. He says, and of those 12, I am the least of the 12. You see, Paul knew that folk had a problem with his calling. He knew that folk had a problem with him calling himself an apostle, first of all, because he was not one of the original apostles. As a matter of fact, Paul was never in the picture at all until Jesus had already died and gone on back to heaven. So, Check, check it out. At chapter 9, see, here it is. How did he get to be an apostle? Well, read Acts chapter 9. You see some red writing up in there. <laughs> Anybody know what red writing is? Read Acts chapter 9. 
He met Jesus face to face on the Damascus Road. Are y'all hearing me? He was on a mission to destroy the church, but there on the Damascus Road, Jesus paid him a personal visit, changed his life, changed his mission, and sent him on his way preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul now, Paul knew that folk were going to have a problem with him. He knew they were going to have a problem. Somehow, he knew folk were not going to see. They're going to say he doesn't fit the description of a disciple. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't look. He didn't get called. He didn't get his call the way we think an apostle ought to be called. They knew that he wasn't around. When Jesus sent forth the other apostles, they knew that his family line, he didn't come from a long line of believers. They knew about his past. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. They knew what he used to be. They knew that he used to be a persecutor of the church. But Paul makes this statement. He makes this one statement that brings us to the close. They are doubting him. They don't know if he's really who he says he is. They are trying to figure out whether or not he's really authentic. But Paul says this one line, but by the grace of God. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. It's by the grace of God that I am what I am. In other words, what Paul is saying to them is that I really don't have time to argue with you. I don't have time to sit around fussing about what I am or my relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul says, I won't wait. I won't waste time trying to prove whether he sent me or whether he did not send me. Are y'all hearing me? He says, and the reason why I'm not going to spend my time arguing with anybody is because it's not about me anyhow. Y'all ain't hearing me. I don't have time to take issue with you. I don't have time to argue with you because it's not about me anyhow. Paul wants them to know I'm not where I am because of anything I did. He wants them to know that I did not turn my own life around. I did not put my own self in this position. Are y'all hearing this? Paul says, I know that I really don't even deserve to be here. All I can tell you is that I am what I am by the grace of God. And let me remind everybody here in the sound of my voice, those of us who are saved by the grace of God, let me remind all of us up in here that whatever we think we are, yes, we are that by the grace of God. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. You see, I don't mind sharing with a dying world that I'm not where I am 
because of anything I did. I'm not where I am because I turned myself around and put myself in this position. The truth of the matter is I don't deserve to be right here. All I can tell you is that I am what I am by the grace of God. Are y'all hearing me? Let me remind uh, all of us in here this morning uh, that all of us uh, are who we are uh, by the grace uh, of God. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, you see, uh, there's still some folk here yeah, who wonder. Yeah how you got the way you are yeah there's still some folk uh, who wonder yeah if you're really who you say you are yeah are y'all hearing me yeah you've been walking uh, with jesus uh, a long time uh, but they're still wondering yeah did your life really change uh, are you really true uh, to who you say you are yeah are y'all hearing me yeah. there's still some folk here yeah, that can't turn loose uh, what you used to be yeah y'all ain't hearing me uh, but paul tells us uh, he tells you and i uh, that it really ain't your battle uh, you don't have any business uh, trying to fight that battle uh, because it's not about you uh, it's not about you uh, anyway it's about what the lord uh, has done for you uh, are y'all hearing me uh, and when they doubt, uh, when they doubt uh, who you are, your response uh, ought to be that I am what I am by the grace uh, of God. I wonder if I got a witness here. Yeah, I am what I am by the grace uh, of God. I didn't work for it. Uh, I didn't run for it. I didn't even deserve it. But it's all by the grace, by the grace of God. I really don't understand it. I really didn't deserve it. I really don't know why. Y'all ain't hearing me. I don't know why he even saved me. Somebody said it like this I don't know why Jesus loved me I don't know why he cares I don't know why he sacrificed his life but I'm glad I'm glad oh, I'm glad I'm glad he did yes I'm amazed by his grace I'm amazed over his love but you need to understand that I'm just as amazed as anybody else I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me a sinner condemned and unclean oh, how marvelous oh how wonderful and my soul 
shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful, yes, is his love, is his love, the Savior's love for me. Yes, yes, I'm through now, but I'll tell it to one more time, one Friday, they hung him on an old rugged cross. One Friday, he died on an old rugged cross. They laid him in a fiery tomb, but I'm glad, I'm glad that early, early, Sunday morning, he got up, he got up, oh power, oh power, oh, 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 oh yes, yeah, 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 oh power, all power is in his don't be confused. Don't be confused. You're not where you are because of anything you did. Don't be confused. Don't let folk confuse you. It's all by the grace of God. God that looked beyond your faults and saw your needs. God who didn't wait until you got it together. <laughs> That's a mistake that people make. People make the mistake of trying to wait until they get themselves together. And they'll say it to me, they'll say it to folk, you know, but Reverend, as soon as I get myself together, I'm coming on in. Well, let me tell you something. If you could get yourself together, you wouldn't be out there in the first place. If you can get yourself together, you don't need the Lord. The reason why you need him is because you don't have the power to pull it together. And so now, we offer you this opportunity. We offer you this opportunity, wherever you are. If you're at home, you can yield to him right from the house. You can yield to him right from the house. All you need to do and say, Lord, here I am. I need you. I, I need you. I, I need you. I, I need you in my life. I, I, I need you. I can't make it any further. I need your grace. You can do that from home. If you're here in the sanctuary, and I thank God that we have faces in the sanctuary. But if you're here in the sanctuary and you don't have a church home, have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And right now you sit here saying, I know I need to be covered. I know I need that covering. I just want to invite you to get up from wherever you are. Come to the front pew. If you're here in the house, desirous of being a part of this family, the family of God, I'll invite you just to stand wherever you are and just come, just come have a seat right here. This is the time. This is the time. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Jesus, come on. Jesus, keep 
of these let us pray amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found Blind, but now I see. Was it for crimes? All right, all right, all right. That I have done. Yeah, 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 yes. That he groaned upon the tree. It was amazing pity, but it also was grace unknown. And love beyond degree. Lord, we come in this solemn time and hour, never forsaken the word of the cross. For the songwriter said it was in the cross that my glory be forever. Lord, we come lifting up those who don't know who you are right now. They don't know that they are sinners right now. But Lord, we know that your spirit through the word of the gospel can change a lost heart and you can move from what is lost to what is found Lord we pray Lord right now for those who are longing to know Jesus they've been searching for a long time wondering 
if he'd ever invite them and the time is now that he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light Lord we also pray for the least of these those who feel like they have no one that's with them those who feel like they don't have enough to get them through those who feel like I just can't make it but we've come to know to let them know that Jesus is somebody who will always go with you he will always be there with you he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. is somebody who will oh, lift yeah, you yeah, yeah. from the downtrodden space of where you are and lift you up to be higher to a plane that you've never been before we pray for all those right now Lord but we also pray for those who already know who you are oh, yeah. those in the sound of my voice oh, whether they yeah. be in church or whether they be in the church of their own home Lord we come thanking you that we can still get happy about Jesus somebody said I'm happy with Jesus alone the poor and deserted I thank God I can say that I'm happy with Jesus alone I'm happy that he was born of a virgin I'm happy that he lived a sinless life I'm happy that he healed the sick and that he raised the dead I'm happy that he gave up the very life that he lived yeah, yeah, yeah. on yonder's cross one day. All right. Laid it down until the earth reeled and rocked like a drunken man. Laid it down until the sun refused to shine. Laid it down until the All moon right dripped away now. in blood. Laid it down until death died. But when Jesus died, he said, it is finished. Everything that you and I have done wrong, it is finished in my death. But we're so thankful today that he didn't just die, that he laid in that tomb all night Friday, that he was there all day Saturday, but sometime early Sunday morning, that he got up with all power, that we could still in the body of Christ shout that he got up that ain't the end of the gospel story for one day the same Jesus who died is gonna crack the sky the Bible says a trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise Lord we thank you that the day is yet to come that all that is in death will rise again but we heard today that if Christ had not been rise from the dead then we are still in our sin and tomorrow we die but we thank God that he got up and that he is not dead yet he lives and he lives Christ Jesus lives today you ask me how I know he lives that he lives all in my heart Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. 
Lord, we lift those who are lost. We lift those who are longing. And Lord, we ask that you supply the need of the least. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray and ask every single blessing. Thank God and amen. Amen, amen. There's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul now anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Oh, there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely oh, drift away. Oh, drift away. Oh, you will surely drift away. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely. On the ocean, and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely oh, drift away. Oh, drift away. Oh, you will surely drift away. Oh, if your soul not. You will surely Oh, there's a storm out On the ocean And it's moving this way Oh, if your soul's not Anchored in Jesus You will surely Yeah, yeah, yeah Bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. Give God praise in his house. We thank God today for his presence. His ever presence. Thank him for his spirit that we feel in this place right now. I thank him for each of you. Thank you for taking the time out to be in the house of prayer today. It's just so wonderful again to see faces, to see faces in, in the house. Let me uh, just take the opportunity to thank Pastor, Pastor Williams 
Thank you and your wife. Thank you so much. And uh, I failed to tell you, please thank your pastor for me. <laughs> thank, thank him for, for me. He's been sharing with us and came to help us out during the illness of Reverend Bush. And I want you and your pastor, all of y'all, <laughs> amen. You, your wife, your pastor, I want you to know that I do appreciate uh, the fellowship. To those who might be visiting with us, thank you. Thank you for choosing Salem as your place of worship. We are on our way back. We are, we are doing it as, as, as carefully as we can and trying to be as diligent as we can to make sure that everybody is safe. Let me just share information with you before we leave. Uh, let me just in, uh, share with you our, our youth uh, of the month. Our youth for the month uh, uh, is, for the month of July, is Hannah Murphy. Is Hannah in the house? Is Hannah here? <laughs> Hannah, y'all bless the Lord for Hannah. Amen. Hannah is a wonderful, wonderful example for young people everywhere. And here in Salem Church, we just think it's a good idea not just to look at them and keep going, but to say thank you and to let them know that we appreciate their example. We have a very, very unique thing for our child of the month. Our child of the month is actually three people. <laughs> and we thank God for all three of them. They're uh, young, 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 young children in Christ, and they are very active online in our online children's church. Dominique, Dallas, and Destiny, did I say it right? Danny, Dominique, DeLace, and Destiny Pitts. Y'all bless the Lord for... All three of them, amen, amen. They are young people who are up and coming and who are very much a part of our, our children's movement and in, in our virtual children's church. And we just thank God, congratulations to all of you, our Youth of the Month and Children of the Month. And we have something that we're going to be getting, getting to you. Let me just share with you that uh, we will be uh, in next Sunday. Next Sunday is Men's Day. Next Sunday is Men's Day, and uh, our preacher for next Sunday will be my friend and my brother, Pastor Thurman Tillman. Pastor Thurman Tillman, pastor of First African Baptist Church in Savannah. Uh, he will be with us on next Sunday in Men's Day. The following Sunday is actually the Sunday we know as Homecoming. Of course, everything is going to be scaled down this year, so won't be that actual celebration, but we will have revival. We have two nights of revival following the third Sunday, and that will be led by Reverend Stephen Samuels, pastor of St. John Baptist Church of Gainesville, Georgia. So we are looking forward to those two nights. That's next Sunday with Reverend Tillman, and then Pastor Stephen Samuel will be with us for two nights that following week. Uh, we are, again, grateful. Brother, God bless you. Thank you. I came through here yesterday. <laughs> I came through here yesterday and uh, got a chance to just sort of sit back and just listen. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, Reverend Bush is second to nobody. <laughs> Reverend Bush is a musician. He is a flat-out musician. But I've learned that somehow there are people who are just gifted. They can do some stuff with those instruments <laughs> And I came through yesterday, and I was listening to what they were doing, and I didn't know those things would play like that. 
And it's just been a blessing. It was a blessing. And to see other musicians come in and listen and learn, uh, that is a wonderful spirit. So I just want to thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the sharing, sharing this time with us. We're glad you're here. We're looking forward to you coming back. Amen. To share, share with us again. We're going to, in the spirit of safety and security, we're going to do it like we always have after the benediction. We're going to ask that you would fellowship on the outside. So as soon as the benediction is given, we'll all go out this door here. We go out this door. And uh, I know you've seen, see people that you haven't had a chance to speak to in a while. Speak to them in the parking lot, out there in the open air. God is blessing us. He's blessing us and so forth. We've been able to move without incident. So we thank you for all your participation. Please know that tithes and offering, if you want to, they can be dropped in the receptacle right there. If you have them with you, you do that. Otherwise, uh, you can do as we have been doing. Let me thank you, all of you, for your faithfulness and stewardship. You've been wonderful stewards, continually sending your offering and making sure that you take care of those obligations and doing what thus said the Lord. Thank you so much for that. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Pastor Jason, thank you so much. Looking good, looking good. I generally don't stop once we started, but I had to stop them today. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I, I got a special presentation for everybody up in here. I don't know if the camera can see her or not, but my lady is in the house. <laughs> Amen. Y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now, I can hear her already. She's saying, you could have gone on. You're trying to get on out of here. Why didn't you go on? But no, I need to let y'all know that I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy today. God is good. God is good. And we thank God that she is better and that God is continually healing her body. And we just thank God for what he's doing. I'm just so glad that she is in the house. The truth of the matter is, y'all, I ain't preached until she said I preached. <laughs> I, thank, I thank God for all of the wonderful things that people say, and they'll pat you on the back and encourage you. But until I walk back in that house and she say, you done good, <laughs> I ain't done nothing. <laughs> uh, in 37 years, she's never told me I, didn't, I did bad. <laughs> Sometimes she just don't say nothing. <laughs> But we think, I'm just glad she's in the house. God be with you till we meet again. <laughs>
just go ahead and ask you all, please, if you would, just forgive her. She's under orders to stay right there. <laughs> so y'all just wave at her, wave at her, and she's going to stay right where she is. She's going to stay right where she is. She ain't going to move. She's going to stay right where she is. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say Amen. Amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.